Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. As a fairly new and fledgling talk show host, uh, when you're trying to gauge guests and figure out who uh, you can bring on to your show, uh, when you throw somebody out there and they say, hey, give Doug a call, you can really talk to him about anything, like best guy ever to have on your show. So we're hoping to connect with him here in just a few minutes. Uh, was firing out those text messages earlier to try and uh, get... Uh, get Doug on the line to see if uh, he could maybe join us. Because, look, we're all frustrated here at this point, talking about the Browns and kind of evaluating where things to go. And I think that that's kind of like where a lot of Browns fans find themselves uh, at this point, like asking, like, what comes next, right? Like, where where do we go from here? And what should we expect? What should our evaluation be of Kevin Stefanski, of the Browns, of Deshaun Watson, and of this entire offense moving forward uh, for these final two games. And, you know, you look at the back end of that schedule, we've got the Pittsburgh Steelers at that last game, and lo and behold, what late-season losses mean against the Pittsburgh Steelers. But now we go to the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline and bring in Doug Lamarice of Cleveland.com. Uh, the Browns losing to the Saints, officially sealing their playoff uh, f- uh, their playoff fate, rather. Doug, appreciate your time. Uh, how was your holiday, my friend? We'll start there. It was good. We went and saw that Avatar movie last night. It was really long. I just read, that was one of my stories that I had to read on the newscast this weekend. I saw that it grossed about $56 billion at the box office. It was like the best-selling movie of the weekend. It was so, it must be incredible. What was the review? Uh, So like the first hour and a half is a movie, and the second (laughs) hour and a half is a fight scene. So the last half of the movie is like a giant fight scene. So it's pretty good. All right, good. good to hear. Well, Doug, we've made our wish list for Christmas. Hopefully uh, everybody has gotten what they wanted. I know a lot of folks wanted a better result for the game on uh, Saturday night and for the Browns' season as a whole. Looking forward, like, this is going to be a long-range question to kind of start out, but, like, what should be on this team's wish list for the offseason? I know that there's two games left on the season. There's still a lot of evaluation to be done uh, about a lot of things moving forward. But, like, looking forward to the spring and to the summer, what should be on this team's list? Yeah, it's kind of difficult because you go through like piece by piece on the roster and I think that's the whole issue with the Browns is like it kind of looks pretty good piece by piece right the offensive sure. line is like I don't know does anyone have like huge complaints there I guess you'd want to see the continued progress of Jed Wills and what his left tackle maybe mean but a lot of the other stuff you know like I thought they were a receiver short coming into the year so maybe you go there again and uh, try to add something at receiver. And then, you know, we all see the holes of defensive tackle. We know what the injuries at linebacker did, but I don't know. Like, do you piece by piece, it looks better than when you look at the team as a whole, which I think is one of the main issues. Usually when we look at the Browns, it's like, oh, my gosh, this roster. 
they need this and they need that. And like, it doesn't, it doesn't really feel that way other than the obvious stuff we all agree on. But, you know, I don't know, 15, 16, 17, 18 starting spots, I think you feel pretty darn good about, but yet the product on the field doesn't match what the roster looks like, which I think puts you in a tough spot. Like, I think it's hard for me to answer that question because this is an on paper team. I've been called like, they're the on paper Browns to me on paper. Good on the field. Bad. So when we have an off off season discussion, off season is on paper. Sure. Well, on paper is okay. Well, let's talk about on field. On field is not so good. Yeah, I think that that's kind of like why a lot of folks maybe feel a little conflicted, maybe kind of not not sure what to feel here as they look at this team and maybe look at what's what's moving forward. Uh, what is moving forward? Uh, they did sign Jack Conklin to a four year extension. He has battled some injuries. Um, how should we feel about his ability to maybe stay healthy for the next four years and how he fits into this offensive line with you know. The jury's still out on Jedrick Wills. You know, James Hudson's still a question mark. It kind of seems like they went with a known commodity in locking him up for the future to just ensure that they still have some continuity and some stability in front of Chubb, Watson, and company. Yeah, I mean, I think you, you see how Andrew Barry, any GM, goes about wanting to do it. You draft these young guys when you're supposed to be good. And when you have veterans, you draft the young guys and think, okay, well, my current good veteran gets to the end of his contract is my young guy who's cheaper going to be ready to take over for him. And I think you saw that equation, for instance, at center with Nick Harris and uh, J.C. Treader, right? It was like, okay, they believed in Nick Harris. Let's not pay Treader, and here you go. And then that equation at right tackle, it's like, well, if you don't go Conklin, like is the, is, is the answer on the roster right now? Is it James Hudson? Do you feel confident about that? And then you look and say, well, no, I don't know that the answer is on the roster right now, so we better do this. This guy wants to be here um, seems reasonable enough on the contract, so let's lock him up. And so I think it's both a good thing and also like an example of like, okay, well, like maybe the shot they took at a mid-round tackle didn't exactly, you know, jump off the page, so now you stick with the guy that you have. So I think it's fine. You know, let's go back. When you have terrible tackles, your whole offense falls apart. I think we've, we've saw that a couple of years ago with the Browns, which is what led them to draft Jed Willis and, and sign Jack Conklin. So you miss tackles more when you don't have them. So the idea of like, ah, this is a good right tackle. Let's keep him. I think that's hard to complain about. We're talking to Doug LaMaurice of Cleveland.com here on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Uh, I've asked a lot of folks this, and we've talked to a lot of folks about this uh, on this program, on this station. We're talking about the temperature of Kevin Stefanski. What is your temperature on Kevin Stefanski? Do you still have faith in him as a head coach? Like, what do you want to see from him? over these final two games. And I know that's a super small sample size, and I'm not sure what we can even garner from these next two games, but what are you hoping to see from him moving forward? Yeah, I definitely don't have faith in him. I haven't had faith in him all year. I don't think he's done much to help them win games. I don't think he's gotten them over the top of anything, really. And um, I felt this way in September, and I feel like sort of the way the season has played out, it's maybe added to that line of thinking that I just, I just don't, know what he's doing to get this team over the top. I don't think he's sabotaging them and thinking them, but I think you see other head coaches who motivationally, schematically, great play call in a great situation, whatever helps the team get over the top. And I don't think we've seen that with the Browns. And I thought Saturday was an exact example of that. So then I would give him a bad grade for this year. I don't think he's been good. And I think most of the other assistants have not been good. So what does that mean? I mean, you fire everybody. That's not where I am. 
But if you feel if you had a great answer waiting, I'd listen to a conversation. But I don't I'm not demanding. I don't think we're at like this guy's got to go stage with Kevin Stefanski. But I think he's been bad, like not average. I think he I think many other coaches would have the Browns with another win or two and they'd still be at the fringes of the playoff race. So disappointing. I thought it was disappointing last year. This goes back to, I didn't think he handled the Baker Odell stuff very well. I thought even with the Baker injury that there was more there for that team and he did not get the most out of them. So I have a gazillion questions about Kevin Stefanski, but should he get a full year of Deshaun Watson and another season to try to show what he maybe can be at his best? I probably, but if you presented option B and said, well, what if you could get this head coach instead? If it's really good head coach, Maybe I'd be interested, but I just think he's been bad. But just because you've been bad doesn't necessarily mean you must be fired. So I'm, I'm not demanding he be gone, but I don't know how anybody could look at what he's done this year and feel satisfied. Sure. Uh, what if that plan B and how much of a pipe dream would a Sean Payton be? Well, that's what, like we always talk about on our Orange and Brown Talk podcast is Baker was like, okay. Baker Mayfield, we called him Baker Maybefield. Like, is he a Super Bowl quarterback? No, probably not. But, like, if everything else is great, maybe. I don't know. Like, Baker wasn't – healthy Baker wasn't disastrous, right? I mean, like, but you weren't 100% sure. So that's, the, that's the, 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 the standard they applied at quarterback, and it led them to Deshaun Watson. So then let's apply that standard with Kevin Stefanski. Is he terrible? Is he the worst quarterback? Nobody said Baker Mayfield was the worst quarterback in the NFL. Kevin Stefanski is not the worst coach in the NFL. But is he as good as Sean Payton? If Sean Payton's Deshaun Watson, right? I don't know. I think I'd go for Sean Payton. Now, that's like the pipe dream. I'm not throwing Sean Payton out there, but that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Sure. Why wouldn't you apply the same standard to your head coach that you applied to your quarterback? So if the Deshaun Watson, from a talent perspective, if the Deshaun Watson of head coaches is out there, you already did it at quarterback and assumed all the risks as part of that. If you can get the same standard of talent without the risks, at head coach, like, why wouldn't you do it? What are you waiting for? You're all in, man. You're all in. So if that's there, go. If it's not there, then I think you roll Kevin Stefanski out there for another year and see if it's better. You touched on the quarterback, and I think you know most reasonable Browns fans would kind of expect some rust with Deshaun Watson. Should we have expected more of him through four games so far? Three touchdowns in four games, I think, when you look at it on the whole, it's a little disappointing. What's your interpretation? What are your impressions on how he's played so far in this, again, admittedly short sample size? I mean, I think three touchdowns in four games is incredibly disappointing, like ridiculously disappointing, like three offensive. And again, I think the number for the opposition in those games is like, what is it, seven or eight? You know, I mean, I get the weather was rough. I'm not, you know, we're not saying he should have thrown five touchdown passes against the Saints, but three offensive touchdowns in four games is insane. It's ridiculous. But to me, it's not like it's an only a Deshaun Watson conversation. Yes, he's going to be rusty. Yes, he's going to be getting used to things. But why didn't Kevin Stefanski and the rest of this offense build a structure around him that allowed them to score points at a higher level on three offensive touchdowns in four games? That is unbelievable. Like, I don't care how rusty you are. I keep applying, like, the Brock Purdy scale. Why can Brock Purdy, a rookie who was the last pick in the draft, why can the Niners score with Brock Purdy but the Browns can't score with Deshaun Watson. And it's like, well, the Niners have Christian McCaffrey and Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle and, and uh, Debo Samuel, and he's healthy. And, yeah, no, and the, and the Browns have Amari Cooper and Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and David Njoku and a supposedly great offensive line. That's the whole point. The pieces should be here where Deshaun Watson doesn't have to be great for them to score more than three touchdowns in four games. 
So Deshaun Watson's part of that. You can clearly see. I mean, there are moments when it's like, yep, that's really good. And I get it. They dropped balls on Saturday. Also, it was, you know, terrible weather. And if you're relying on guys to make every single catch in weather like that, that I think is on the play calling. So, yeah, you can see it. You can absolutely see it. But I also think three offensive touchdowns in four games is a failing of the entire offense. And Deshaun Watson is some piece of that. Not a huge piece even. But how could they not set up a structure for them to succeed at a higher level? It's nuts to me. We're talking to Doug Lamarice on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline at Cleveland.com. Uh, talk a little Buckeyes as well with you, if you don't mind. I know that there's a big game this weekend of, uh, between Ohio State and Georgia. And I just heard a promo on our way back from break that said, Ryan Day has a chance to rewrite the headline of college football. Uh, what could that headline be? Um, Ohio State. <laughs> Lost to Michigan, but won national title anyway. I mean, it's like the the. Um, am I am I? I don't mean to interrupt, and forgive the interruption, but I mean, am I alone? Because after that Michigan loss and and this and how it's played out with them still getting into the college football playoff, like I kind of felt like I was alone in feeling that they lost to Michigan, but like I have full confidence that this team is still able to get hot and could absolutely win a national championship. No, I don't think you're alone there. There were fans were sad and mad. And that was reasonable. You lose to your rival for the second year in a row, and and people are going to be mad about that. I understand that. And then it was a little weird. It's a very weird position with Ohio State right now because they lost to Michigan, but yet they're only only one of four teams who have a chance to win a national title. There are a lot of concerns around recruiting and name, image, and likeness, and Ohio State maybe inability right now to compete with some of the dollars that other schools are paying to get recruits but yet they still had like a top five class by some measure. Like it didn't completely fall off a cliff. There's a lot of like kind of for Ohio state standards, sort of negative energy around the program. And then, Oh yeah, by the way, they're in the playoff and they could win a national title, which is super weird. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious to see where fans get this week. You know, the holidays are over. You're in a good mood. Hey, it's playoff time. Like they could absolutely beat Georgia. Like the more that I've watched these teams again and gone back and rewatched the games and and analyze the matchups the more i've come to believe that ohio state can win do i think they will win i don't know if i'm there yet will i pick them to win i don't know if i'm there yet but i think they have a better chance than i believe they did when they announced this pairing on selection sunday three weeks ago so yeah ohio state can absolutely absolutely they can go win this game that's definitely possible as we wrap up here, too, uh, you touched on the name, image, image, likeness thing, and with regards to Ohio State, um, saw a report, I, I can't remember how long ago and, and, and how accurate it actually was, but Ohio State losing out on a recruit to an SEC school to an exorbitant amount of money, and you touched on some of the shortcomings that Ohio State has as a program there with regards to that, but how, how do they level that playing field, and, and how far behind are they really in that regard? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard. I think people understand kind of maybe the difference between Southern football and Northern football. I mean, I think people understood that difference before. Now it's more out in the open and Ohio state's just in a weird spot. They're like a Northern team that kind of lives by SEC standards, but kind of um, also lives by Northern ways of doing things. So I'll be curious to see if this is like a one year blip and Ohio state maybe goes harder um, in NIL and in terms of trying to match the money that's out there and that maybe they learned from this cycle. They had a blip in their 2019 class in the crossover from Urban Meyer to Ryan Day where that recruiting class was not as good 
as it had typically been uh, in the years before. And then a couple of years after, they got it back. Like the 20 and 21 recruiting classes were back to Ohio State standard. I wonder if that's this, this is that kind of blip this year where it's still good, but it wasn't great. They didn't get as many five stars. They lost out on probably three or four or five like top 50 guys at the top they had a chance at. And do they reset, get some you know big money boosters more involved, really figure out if they change their strategy at all, and maybe maybe they do better next year. But it's a you know this is a paradigm shift with the way NIL is working right now, and everybody's still trying to figure it out. And in the meantime, Ohio State took at least a bit of a step back. Doug, we appreciate your time. Can't thank you enough for joining us here. Enjoy the game uh, coming up next weekend, or I guess this coming up this weekend, and I'm sure we will touch base with you again sometime soon. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. All right, my friend. Thank you. That is Doug Lamarice of Cleveland.com joining us on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.